Coming to you from the Colonel's desk, this is A.J. Boucher, and you are listening to the Science <whistles> Bomb, the official podcast of the Boyce Thompson Institute, an independent research institute where we make scientific discoveries in support of the environment, agriculture, and human health. But doing cool scientific research isn't the only important thing we do here at BTI. We also help the scientists of tomorrow prepare for their careers of discovery. These efforts are led by our guest today, Delaney Sickler, the Education and Outreach Coordinator here at BTI. So, Delaney, thank you for coming to the Science Bomb. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, how you came to BTI, and what your role is here now? I was a marketing major at uh, Penn State, and I worked in as a buyer for a while um, in Pittsburgh, and then I moved up to this region and worked at a, a museum, so there was a lot of um, engagement with the community when I worked for a museum in Corning and now I'm working here in this wonderful position as the education and outreach manager where I get to um, work on programs like our internship program um, which is an awesome experience every summer when we bring students here to do hands-on research with the Institute and with with scientists here Um, and I also do community outreach and work with scientists in this building to take their message and their research out into the community Um, we also send out teacher kits to classrooms all over the country so that uh, age grades 9 through 12 can experience hands-on science and they have a a kit that they can do, um, the teachers have a kit that they can do with their classroom. You mentioned BTI's internship program. Could you tell us more about that? So we have undergraduates who attend the for the summer, and we have high school students. So if I'm talking about the high school students, they're typically local or within a daily commute to BTI. They come for seven weeks, and they work directly with a research mentor in a lab where they're doing a, um, a project each summer, and they are taking their project and then presenting it at the end of the summer. And so they're learning skills um, for becoming a future researcher and becoming a scientist, and they're learning about what it's like to have a a 40-hour-a-week job (laughs) um, and just experience research, real research. This isn't like someone is doing it for them. They're actually participating. Wow, that sounds like an amazing program. How important are the researchers here at BTI and Cornell to helping the interns as they progress throughout the summer? They're here to learn from the wonderful mentors that we have here at BTI and Cornell. Um, a lot of graduate students and postdocs and research associates take on the role of like the student's mentor for the summer. And so it is a lot of work for the labs, but um, it's so appreciated uh, by, by our interns and, um, and it just supports their future career in science. What are some of the obstacles that you face? So I think there's a lot of obstacles, but um, the ones that definitely come to mind are uh, we need to do a better job with our mentor programs, uh, both at undergraduate and graduate levels, uh, so that uh, individuals can understand options beyond just going into academia. Uh, We need to help students learn from professionals who work in all different fields of plant science and of STEM. Um, That's, I think, one way we can help with breakdown barriers, especially with uh, women and underrepresented minorities who might not see themselves when they look into a classroom and and look into a a research lab. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to, you know, do a better job um, 
creating opportunities for more mentors to get involved with students. Um, and, I, and then I also think just preparing, creating some type of understanding of what those careers after you obtain a PhD look like. Uh, we know of a few that you can become a, you can work in a, an academic institution and become a faculty member, or you can work in industry, we talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, science communications is important, and tech transfers. But what does that pathway look like for students, and how can they prepare for the skills that they need if they're not taking the you know, traditional pathway to just become, um, to become a faculty member or a professor? So just creating an understanding for students as undergraduates on what those career opportunities look like, I think will be more encour encouraging as they think about going and pursuing a master's degree or a PhD. Um, and then lastly, it's really funding. We right. just need to get more money for programs to better prepare students, um, whether that be research opportunities in K through 12 or research opportunities in, as an undergraduate. Uh, students need to have that hands-on opportunity and they need to see what it's like to work in a lab or they need to see what it's like to engage with STEM um, and, and just see what the potential could be um, and develop their passions. So funding would also be I think that's the biggest barrier to success. You've mentioned a couple of times targeting folks from communities that are traditionally underrepresented in the sciences. Why is that important? We think about making the field of science represent what the demographics of our country look like. And we're not doing it just for the sake of doing it, to make sure that the percentages match. We're doing it because we know that teams um, that are diverse are more creative and they add perspective and they're better for the scientific enterprise. Diversity makes a difference in science and um, I think that's why we should be pushing these initiatives and that's why we should be getting all types of kids engaged um, and hopefully we can look to the future that, and assign in STEM fields that are more inclusive and more diverse. Once the interns finish their projects at the end of the summer, do you keep in touch with them to see what they go on to do? Yeah, so we went back about 14 years in data and looked at the past, we call them REU alumni students, mm -hmm. and while we were able to find 90% of them, uh, of those 90%, which is about 180 students over the past 14 years, 80% uh, of them went on to graduate school, which is very impressive, mm -hmm. um, and 70% of them are currently employed in some type of STEM field at the moment. Um, and so. We're talking about associate and assistant professors at both big and small schools. There's many that are postdocs. There's many that um, are go have gone on to work for the government or the State Department. We have students who have started their own businesses. Um, we have students that are working for Bayer and Genetech and uh, Corteva. We have just a wide variety of careers that these that these um, alumni have gone into, and it's just exciting to see. The results, and it's exciting to um, know that that maybe or think that maybe this <laughs> internship um, helped prepare them for graduate school and, mm -hmm. and helped prepare them for um, what they're doing now. How many interns are there at BTI each summer? It's a very competitive program. Uh, we wish that we could bring in more students, but uh, this year we're looking to bring in about 22 undergraduate students and okay. about six to seven high school students. And then we also simultaneously have an undergraduate internship. And this is 
been funded by the NSF and, and the USDA, um, and that provides an opportunity for students from all across the country to come here and experience what it's like to do plant science at an R1 institute. And so we have researchers and labs at Cornell and at BTI that take these students in for the summer for 10 weeks, and it's the same type of thing. They're not fetching coffee. They're <laughs> not. They're not. Um, you know, running errands or are doing work that the scientists don't necessarily want to do. They have their own that project and they have you know 10 weeks to do it and then they present it on it at the end of the summer in our uh, annual symposium um, and so these students are coming from maybe smaller schools that wouldn't have this type of research potential or the types of tools and um, facilities that Cornell and BTI has. Um, these are students who might be first-generation college students or might identify mm -hmm. as traditionally non-represented students in the sciences. And so those, this is a way that we can bring them here and have them experience what it would like be like to continue a career in research. Thanks for listening to The Science Bomb. I'd like to thank our guest today, Delaney Sickler, BTI's Education and Outreach Coordinator. Please don't forget to tell your friends about us and to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, the Apple Store, and Google Play. We'll be back soon with more interesting info and insights from the Boyce Thompson Institute. Until then, my name is A.J. Boucher, and this is the Science 